Welcome to the People Productivity Channel where you are the product and a better you is a solution. In line with that, today we have on a very, very interesting guest, Vadim Lieberman, Workplace Renegade, and we're going to be talking about becoming the best you by being truly authentic in the best way possible. So Vadim takes somewhat of a contrarian view on this. I know Vadim, would you like to introduce yourself to the to our viewers, please? Yeah, sure. Hi, Frank. Uh, good to be here. Good to be here with everyone uh, watching here. Um, like Frank said, I'm a workplace renegade. What does that mean? I'm not even sure exactly what it means, but I can tell you it means taking contrarian views, challenging conventional thoughts uh, mm -hmm. in the workplace. My actual day job, the one that actually pays me, is I am editor at ERE Media. Um, so I edit a website, ere.net, which is geared toward talent acquisition professionals, um, as well as program ERE's conferences with great speakers. So that's my day job, but overall, workplace renegade, Liberace of HR sometimes, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, Liberace of HR, that's good. Yeah. So listen, why don't we start off? Maybe you can give us your definition of authenticity. What do we actually mean when we talk about it? Yeah, no, it's a good question because we talk about it a lot, right? So, you know, to be clear, when I think about authenticity and when I want other people to think about authenticity, we're not talking about you know, core elements of who someone is that you can't alter via behavior, you know, like gender, religion, physical abilities, race, age, sexual orientation. Um, we're talking about the notion of, well, being true to yourself. So, but there are two perspectives, right, to this definition. There's whether you feel, um, there's how you feel who you are on the inside, right? It's about your own self-perception of yourself and, and whether that matches what you're putting out in the world, right? There's your perception. Mm -hmm. But then the other definition is whether others feel um, that who you are is what they see. So again, one definition, two perspectives on authenticity. Mm -hmm. Now, people are born authentic, aren't they? Um, I think we're, we're, we are all born authentic, but we don't stay authentic uh, for too long. So, you know, I often tell this story. I'll try and make it really brief. But, you know, when I was in second grade, I was a pretty happy child. I had this box of crayons, though, that I would take back and forth between home and school each day. Till one day, this group of really nasty kids made fun of me for not just leaving the crayons in my desk at the end of the day. And so sure enough, that day and every day after, I went home without my Crayolas and that's when I died, right? So what do I mean by that? Well, I want you all listening you know, and watching to, to think of your own Crayola moment. Like when was that moment when you first started caring about what other people thought and not just caring, but changing your behavior based yeah, on what people- Your behavior. Yeah, your behavior, changing your behavior based on what others thought or would think or might think or might not think of you. That's when the real you died too. And then we're all like the walking dead, right? Because our authenticity, it's now gone. It's an illusion. It's a myth. It's a buzzword. And everyone, um, everywhere, you know, um, especially in HR, you know, and in the workplace talks about bringing your whole self to work. I mean, um, we talk about this a lot, but, you know, um, I we guess we, you know, we shouldn't necessarily be bringing our whole self to work and we're not authentic anymore. Right. So your beef with authenticity is that people really shouldn't necessarily bring themselves totally to work. I mean, it, it is that too. And, and I can get to that in a second. But, you know, at the heart of it as well, there's a illogical quality to it. Right. So um, just to illustrate my point. Right. There was a study in 2011. And it looked at college commencement speeches. And what the study showed 
was that the top five most frequent messages were help others, do the right thing, expand your horizons, uh, be true to yourself, um, mm -hmm. never give up. Okay, right. Great messages. But if you truly embody the one about being true to yourself, well, that can easily mean doing the opposite of the other four. Like what if being true to yourself means being selfish or doing the wrong thing? And so we talk about this in workplaces a lot too. Like lots of companies have, you know, core values. We want, we want the real you because the real you is really great. You know, it's diversity and it's inclusion, but it's a lie. I mean, so here's more direct, you know, my answer more directly to your point about why we shouldn't necessarily be authentic, whatever that means to us. Think about this. Nobody wants authentic assholes as leaders, managers, coworkers, and yet we see these people in business and politics everywhere all the time. We even like to say that we respect such people because you know they're keeping it real, but we don't respect jerks. We hate jerks. And but we feel like we have to buy into this because what are we gonna say? Bring your half self to work and 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 you know, and we might and yeah, okay, we still might say because what's the harm in perpetuating a feel-good myth, right? But there is harm in, in, in this, and there is harm um, in, in, in pr the promotion of authenticity. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are people who are just rude. And who wants, oh, please be rude at work, I, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. We want people to be the person that really fits in and works well with others and maybe put certain pieces of themselves aside so they could do that better. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and so, you know, but I also think like I, you know, when we talk about authenticity too, um, there's this belief, and I think people apply this to me too when I'm called authentic, there's this belief that people like me get labeled authentic because we veer from the norm. Mm -hmm. So the thinking goes that people who live out loud, you know, they, or, or, you know, different from the norm, let's say, must be authentic. And on some level, you can understand that to stand apart in an often harsh world can come with all sorts of, you know, uh, social and other perils. Um, like why would someone fake being kooky or different when life is easier if you just blend in or so the thinking goes, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think it's a main reason why quieter or more boring people are not praised for being authentic, even though they may be just as authentic or inauthentic as anyone else. And so yeah. I guess the overarching point, right, that I'm really trying to express here um, is that, you know, um, having an interesting or different personality doesn't mean that someone's being authentic. We shouldn't have confused the two. Because here's the thing. You will never know, you, Frank, or you, anyone else, will never know if I'm being authentic. Only I will ever know that. And the same thing goes for you, right? The only person who knows that you are being authentic is you. That's right. I agree with that. So, you know, at the beginning, we were talking a little bit about perception. Yeah. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. Um, I think we need to start recognizing that authenticity is not a character trait. It's not a personality trait. It's a feeling. It's a perception. And so it's not authenticity, but the illusion of authenticity that we want. And when we talk about authentic, authentic people, right, um, notice how we only do so in the context of positive attributes, never the negative ones. Well, you know, so why not just say we want people who are smart, who are kind, who are approachable, who are respectful, all of that. Why not just focus on those values and behaviors that we really value? Why do we keep talking about authenticity? It's just meaningless jargon. Um, 
And so it really is perception because nobody knows whether anyone's being authentic except that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, what do you recommend? Okay. Well, so here's, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my former boss, right? She liked to say that to be a good leader, you have to genuinely care about your people. And I said, well, no, you don't. You have to make people feel as if you genuinely care about them. And, and my boss said, she liked me. She really liked me. You know, like um, I think of uh, uh, oh, Sally Field, right? Accepting her speech. Like they like me. They really like me, right? Um, and she, she said she liked me, but maybe she was lying. And I believed her. And that's what counts. And so, again, my point is that authenticity is about perception and the best leaders, the best coworkers, the best peers, the best people, they know how to mask their authenticity and their inauthenticity for the greater good of, of themselves, um, their careers, their peers, their organization, which is to say that, hey, um, being a good colleague, being a good person, um, it's not about being your real self. It's about being your best self. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, I think there's an irony here. Like, um, you know, when people are their best selves, you don't know, like I said, it's perception. You don't know if their behavior is an expression of their real selves. But I'll tell you this, when we are our worst selves, we're actually always being our real selves. Why? Because um, we are always authentic when we are our worst selves because we lose control of how we express our emotions. We're being authentic in that moment. Um, Being your best self demands curating your emotions and behaviors. I agree with that. And since we want people to become, you know, a better you, ultimately they should curate, you know, some of these emotions to achieve the best results. Yeah, no, ab- you know, absolutely. There's, um, uh, there's a psychologist, um, Mark Snyder, and, and he did some research a while back, um, and he identified two psychological profiles of people who are of leaders, right? On one hand, you have what he called high self-monitors. Um, these are people who can change their colors depending on different situations without feeling fake inside. But the problem was, People around them would think they're fake. And then on the other hand, he contrasted those kinds of people with low self-monitor people, right? Um, People who never wore a mask. And people perceive them as authentic, but the problem is their behaviors sometimes really sucked. And so here's the thing, like there was a study done of, um, it was like a meta study of like a hundred something other studies, you know, thousands of employees, like 20 something thousand, I can't remember offhand. And what it showed, was that high self-monitors received significantly higher evaluations and were more likely to be promoted into leadership positions. So people who are great at managing impressions are Mm. also likelier to enjoy higher levels of psychological well-being, interpersonal effectiveness, um, career success, and and all of that. So again, there's really something to this notion of like um, being in best self. Yeah, best self, not real self. No, I agree with that. I think this is a very important point. So the high self-monitors understood what was required in that environment and they did their best to fit in. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. I mean, that, that's totally what it's about. It's having that sort of um, em- emotional intelligence um, to behave in a way that aligns with um, your, you know, what you think and, and what others think and... and um, just an evaluation of what your best self would look like. You know, mm-hmm. again, it's not about being um, 
your your real self. I agree with you. This whole notion of authenticity is one that actually they're not really looking for or rewarding at the end of the day, are they? Yeah, no, I mean... That just proved it right there, that study on high self-monitors being yeah. the ones who are actually receiving the best rewards, promotions, recognition. So that just proves right away that companies say they want you to be authentic, but they also at the same time are going to reward you if you're a high self-monitor. Yeah, right, exactly. And so, and so here, this, le this really leads to um, another notion, which is that um, it's about embracing really not your authenticity, but it's embracing almost what I call like intentional inauthenticity. So um, this isn't just about people simply adapting their behaviors without feeling fake inside. We're actually talking about having the emotional intelligence and self-awareness to be intentionally inauthentic. The key is doing so in a way, this is really the key to doing so in a way um, um, that, that might be inauthentic to themselves so long as people around them don't know that they're being inauthentic. And so again, goes back to the notion, I know I sound like a broken record, but that authenticity is perception and perception can be managed. And if, and if authenticity is perception, perception can be managed, then authenticity itself can be managed. And at the end of the day, like what I really want is for people to stop being their real selves and, and, and for companies to stop telling people to be their real selves when they can be so much better than that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And actually, you know, we had originally talked as a notion of this interview being uh, behave yourself into a better you. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's exactly what this is about. Um, you know, you become a better you, not by being your real self, but by being your best self. And, and here's the thing related to that, because I think there's an intersection here, and not a good one, of what happens um, when you focus on authenticity. And this relates to learning and feedback, right? Um, People can use authenticity as an excuse to avoid trying new things, like something doesn't feel natural or comfortable. So guess what? Like, I'm not going to do it because I want to be authentic. So it inhibits learning and development. And I, and I think that the push for authenticity helps fuel kind of this increasing notion that one's entire job and work and tasks should align with one's personal interest and belief. But guess what? Work is not a hobby. The way to grow at work and in life is often through discomfort. And so promoting authenticity can promote kind of this um, imposter syndrome because you're going to feel like an imposter if you are doing things that do not feel genuine to you um, or, or, or that you don't feel qualified to do. And so it's only by rejecting authenticity and embracing inauthenticity, you kind of start to free yourself to experiment um, with identity and explore who you are and who you could be. And by the way, by the way, at the same time, people can use authenticity as an excuse to reject criticism, um, and can you really blame them? I mean, if you're telling people to be authentic, you criticize them when they are sometimes, like that doesn't make any sense, yeah, uh, you fair. know? So, yeah. Well, I think it's this notion of <clears throat> maybe the downside of acceptance of like, be yourself, you, to be accepted, bring your whole self to work. I think people in a lot of ways, you know, the companies aren't actually rewarding that. They have certain, you know, behavioral norms. They really do want people to follow. Yeah. Not you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even the workplace renegade like me, right? Um, but, yeah. he, you know, but you raise, a, you raise a good point because this goes back to what I was saying before, you know, about companies having core values and they're telling you to be authentic. But here's the thing. 
Um, let's, let's, let's think about that for a second. Um, getting back to like a workplace's state of values. When was the last time anyone got fired for not embodying a value to be oneself, right? That never happens, but people can and do get fired for behaving in ways that violate other cultural values. Um, even when that person is acting authentically. So again, you have that, um, that tension between a core value of authenticity um, against other core values that you may have at your company. Um, and it's those other core values that are more important. The one on authenticity, if you, re- if you were to really take it to heart, you might wind up violating those other values. And those are the ones that you're going to get reprimanded for. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Those are the ones that are being monitored. At the yeah, end no, absolutely. So it is, this is a great way to actually drive personal growth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it totally is. It's like what I was saying before a second ago about um, that the notion of embracing your real self um, is really all, ab- I'm sorry, the notion of embracing your best self is really all about um, rejecting authenticity in the spirit of putting, making yourself uncomfortable, right? Doing things that aren't inauthentic to you because that's how you grow. We all know that the cliche that you grow out of discomfort, it's true. That's when, um, um, that, that's when you, you learn the most. Um, and, and likewise, like I said before about feedback, you know, if you're going to focus on being authentic, well, you might naturally, you know, even sometimes unconsciously kind of reject critical feedback because, well, screw that, right? Like, I'm going to be authentic. Like, they don't know me. I got to be, got to be the real me, you know, but maybe the real you is not who you should be. You know, um, it, it really does go back to, again, like- You're open me. to finding your best self. What, what is that? Because it is situational. Yeah. Exactly. It, it is situational. Um, and, and here's the thing, though. I, like, I do think that it's worth pointing out that um, this notion, though, of, um, of inauthenticity, right? Or being your best self, rejecting your authentic mm-hmm. self. Um, I just want to put a caution there, too, that that, too, can be taken to uh, a wrong extreme. Like, we're constantly being pressured in many aspects of our lives to banish negativity and focus on positivity, so much so that pessimism is stigmatized in favor of, like, a cult of optimism at work. I mean, think about this. Like, I, I just, I can see it in myself too. Like, not just in how I or we act, but like, let's say how I write. Think about all the exclamation marks that so many people increasingly use. Um, That's true. In email, in e- yeah, in emails and texts and messages. And, and are we really that excited about the salad we just had for dinner? Exclamation mark, exclam- exclamation mark. It's gotten to the point where like one exclamation point isn't enough. Um, so, you know, there was... Um, you know, and, and so what I want to just stress is that um, the notion of embracing your, your best self and rejecting your authentic self, that too can be taken to, to a negative extreme. Like, like there was a study done, I think last year, I know I read about it at some point, um, it showed that customer service workers um, forced to smile at work 
are likelier to have alcohol problems. Now, putting aside the validity of that study, it does at least at minimum speak to the notion of companies not allowing employees to exhibit what are just natural negative emotions like frustration and anger. And so it's like what we're supposed to be Stepford employees on the outside, but on the inside, um, you know, um, we're supposed to, right. Yeah. So it's like companies want your real self only in so far as it conforms uh, to, um, to their version of your best self. But companies don't get to decide what your best self is. You get to decide that, right? Um, and just you know, to put a to put an exclamation mark on that, I was going to say a period or a point on that. Um, I, like companies shouldn't be trying to get people to suppress their emotions. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated at work, but it's Actually, not okay. And it's important to let these frustrations out, but in an appropriate way, right? Exactly, exactly. It's, it's not okay to express those emotions in ways that feel authentic to you if those ways contravene your company's culture and standards and just basic decency. There are acceptable, constructive ways to be your best self and express you know, what are traditionally negative emotions. That's right. So fascinating topic. Any other thoughts that you uh, have on this subject? God, I can go on and on about this. Um, forever. Um, but here's, I think, um, like a good kind of final all encapsulating thought, like you might think, right, that I just oppose authenticity altogether as a value in the workplace. But here's the thing. Um, um, while I don't agree with the logic of it, I actually do um, agree or support the spirit behind it, um, that we should all feel comfortable and self-empowered to, to bring out not our real selves, but our best selves at work. And so, um, and so the way I think people should personalize this notion of being oneself and true to oneself and internalize it is, is kind of how I've always done it. Like, so if you have a cultural value at work that's like, you know, uh, be your real self, bring your whole self, you know, the real you, here's the thing, here's how I look at it. Um, I translate it for me like you don't have to worry about whether I'm whether you're getting you know the real version of me you're getting the best version of me and that's more important and despite all I've said about the illogic and danger of authenticity um, I think that it's an it's an important notion from an internal perspective because I feel like we're better off when our real selves and our best selves actually align when real self and best self is just one self and so where I think that people make sometimes um, make a mistake is using their real self as the basis to create their best self. And, and sometimes that can make sense, but I'd say that to achieve that kind of alignment to make you a happier person, you're better off starting with a conception of your best self first and then working on yourself, your behaviors, practicing those behaviors, even if they seem totally inauthentic, because over time, what's going to happen is those behaviors will become more natural to you um, until what was one, and eventually what was once inauthentic, your inauthentic, what was once your inauthentic best self, now, after enough practice, after enough time, becomes your authentic real self. And so one so you have one self. So closing thought, I guess, Let's all stop talking about authenticity. Emancipate yourself from the shackles, the illogic, the danger of authenticity, and just empower yourself to be your real self. Um, sorry, to be your best self. Our real selves suck, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
everybody should focus on becoming a better version of themselves all the time and the best if they can achieve it. That's right. At the end of the day, that's, that's what it's about. Totally agree. And I agree with you. I think I, I appreciate you being a workplace rebel and challenging these notions that could lead people down the wrong path, actually. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that that's, study on high self monitors being the ones who are rewarded tells you right away that the people who are really monitoring the situation and behaving in ways that conform to the best self in that situation is what is going to serve them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And doing so, but doing so in a way that other people aren't, aren't um, perceiving them to be inauthentic, right? Because again, Authenticity is perception at the end of the day. It is. And, you know, listen, it's the old thing. You know, practice makes perfect. It That's is right. about using those behaviors and embracing them and figuring out how to be authentic about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Very good. But super, uh, super interview. Really liked it. You know, this is a channel where people are encouraged to be better. And I think having you on was fantastic, Vadim. Yeah, no, I'm so happy to be here. Um, hope I was able to spark a little bit of thought um, as a workplace renegade slash Liberace of HR. <laughs> Absolutely. I think people should question things that they're told. And this is a, this is a good example. Yeah. So look, thank you for coming on and, you know, continue to be the rebel you are. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.